you know, I've been gone for so long, I feel like I should probably reintroduce myself. <laughs> so, hi, my name's Zoe Smith, and you are finally listening to the fourth episode of the Find the Joy podcast. I hope everybody's doing so awesome. Um, in this past couple months, my life has been all about transition. Transitioning from living at home to living in a dorm room by myself. Um, from having a set schedule where I go to class from 8 o'clock to 2.40 every day to going to class and then coming back and taking a nap or going to class and then having a workout or waking up to an email that says class is canceled we're not having class at all today so these past couple months have been really good but they've also been really hectic and I've been very scatterbrained and just trying to get myself in this solid routine where I can feel at ease because I'm a person of routine I am and I like to know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it and just have this set plan. And college really isn't like that. College is kind of all over the place. And then you throw in basketball practice and basketball is going so good. But it's a lot. It is. And I knew that going into it, but I think it might have been more than I expected it to be. And so we're getting super close to season and things are becoming more and more fun and I'm seeing how fun this year is going to be. But also I've just kind of had this constant tug on my heart like, hey, you need to make a podcast. You need to make a podcast. You need to make a podcast. And I never did. I kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back. And I actually got to the point where like when people would talk to me about it, like my mom and my grandma, they'd be like, hey, why don't you start making podcasts again? Like, we miss hearing your podcasts. And it was like, oh, like, I'm glad you guys missed them. But, like, things have just been so crazy. And, like, I just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And, like, in one of my original podcast episodes, I talked about how, like, I kept pushing back that calling and pushing back that calling. Like, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. Like, this isn't for me. And so I think I kind of, like, convinced myself at one point in this break that I took that like it really wasn't for me like maybe maybe the calling was wrong maybe God picked the wrong person maybe just something's going on but I had a conversation with a person and they told me that I just kind of talked to him about how it was hard to like plan all of it out and they were like well why are you planning it out why aren't you just sitting down and talking isn't that what a podcast is? Shouldn't you literally just be talking to yourself? Like, why do you have to have a set plan about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it? Why can't you just talk? And I was like, wow. I didn't expect that advice at all because I thought I was doing it right. But in reality, I was putting so much pressure on myself that in the end, it was just dragging me down. And so I'm very, very thankful for that advice because now I'm sitting here and I'm comfortable and I'm not stressing over what I'm going to say. I'm just saying it. And so I thank you guys all for all the patience that you've had for me because now I'm back and these are going to be good and they're going to be better than the ones before. So I'm super excited about this. 
So again, welcome back to the Find the Joy podcast. Now let's talk about comebacks. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good comeback? Like, whether it be like your favorite character in a movie being gone for a little bit and then being like, surprise, I'm back. Or like, your favorite team is down. Like, I remember... I'm a huge Duke fan, and that may cause you guys to never want to listen to me again, but I'm a huge Duke fan, and a couple years ago, Duke played at Louisville, and they were down bad, and they were the better team, they were playing like crap, and it literally got to the point where I was like, I can't watch this anymore, like it was paining me, they got down 26, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening, and I fell asleep, it was a late game, Uh, I fell asleep and when I woke up, I woke up and Duke had taken the lead and I was like, holy crap, like how did I miss this? Or another example when, and I was a Warriors fan at this time, when the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from a 3-1 deficit in the finals to defeat the Warriors. That was crazy. But who doesn't, who doesn't love a good comeback story? And there are two that I'm going to talk about instances in the Bible that are comeback stories and so a couple days ago actually I think it it was made way longer than a couple days ago about a week ago I texted my mom and I texted my aunt and I said okay guys need your help send me comeback stories and my aunt said Job that's it that's all she said she just said Job and my mom she said Joseph because he literally came back (laughs) and I was like okay so I feel like I can't leave one of them out and use one of them and not the other so I'm going to talk about both of them so the one that really is the most comeback story is the story of Job and so Job was just this upstanding guy And it literally says, literally says that he was blameless and upright, upright, upstanding. He feared God and turned away from evil. He was just awesome. And Satan shows up one day and God's like, why are you here? Where, where are you coming from? And Satan's like, I'm just been out and about. And God's like, well, why don't you, have you tried, have you tried my servant Job? Like, have have you tried it? And God allows Satan to challenge Job. But in the beginning, he doesn't allow Satan to reach out and put his hand on Job. He just said, like, do the, like, use the things around him. Challenge him. Satan takes everything from Job. All the way down to his kids. But yet Job never stops praising God. And Satan comes back and he's like, okay, that didn't work. And God was like, well... Put your hand on him. Let's let's see what happens. Put your hand on him. And Satan just puts these horrible skin sores on Job. And Job just is devastated. And he starts to like curse the day he was born. And comparing life and death to light and darkness. And he just goes on and on. And it becomes too much for him. And he goes on about how God lets the evil thrive 
while other honest people suffer. And how, how many times have we felt like that? Like we felt like all these bad things happen to good people, but then you watch the people who we consider as bad. You just watch them get to live the life of their dreams. And it's crazy. Finally, he breaks down. But even in the midst of his breakdown, he's still he's still keeping his faith and he's still fearing God and he's still evading evil. And finally, God intervenes and Job recognizes that God is almighty, that he is powerful and that he's never going to understand anything because of his worldly flesh. And because of that, God sees that and he sees his understanding and he restores Job's health and he grants him twice as much property. He gives him new, he gives him a new family. And then Job lives a super long life. We struggle today. Job struggled. But we have to understand, just like Job understood, that we are never really going to understand and that God is almighty and we can't lose faith. Job didn't lose faith. We can't lose faith because in the end, there's going to be a great reward, just like there was for Job. The second story, of course, is the story of Joseph. And we all know, well, we probably should know the story of Joseph. He was Jacob's favorite child. He was given the coat of many colors. He was really envied by his brothers. Like, they were mad. They were just mad that Joseph was the favorite. And I mean, who who wouldn't be? You've got all these brothers, but yet your dad picks one of them to be the favorite. And so because of that envy, Joseph went out to see his brothers one day and they literally just took him and they sold him. And then they took his coat and they went to their dad and they were like, your favorite son's dead. And that devastated Jacob, devastated him. But Joseph, Joseph was taken to Egypt and was sold to Potiphar. And he gained a lot of favor in Potiphar's house. And all this goes on. And then all of a sudden Potiphar's wife is like, I like him. Oh no. <laughs> But Joseph literally would not give her the time of day. And one day, Potiphar's wife was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. She was going to shoot her shot. And she missed because Joseph was like, absolutely not. And she tried. She had a hold of him and he slipped out of his clothes that he had on and he just ran. And... Potiphar's wife used that garment that she had against him and she was like look like your servant Joseph tried to get with me and Joseph ends up in prison because of that because of a lie and while he's in prison he starts interpreting dreams and Pharaoh finally has a dream and Joseph interprets them both. There were two of them. He interprets them both. 
and he moves pretty high up the food chain for that one and one of the dreams was about the famine and so pharaoh allows joseph to be the person in charge of getting egypt ready for the famine and um egypt had a ton of grain because joseph had saved up seven years he saved up seven years of grain because he knew that there was a famine coming and joseph brothers heard that egypt had a ton of grain and they traveled to egypt and when they got there joseph recognized them immediately but they had no clue who he was he was just a guy giving them grain and joseph challenged them he he was like should i tell them who i am should i not what should i do and he challenged them he challenged their loyalty and after that they passed the test and after that he reveals their identity to him and they're like holy crap and i think their initial reaction was they were kind of scared but then they were like well this is our brother like he's back and he gets brought back to his family and like how sweet is that that story is ultimately a story of forgiveness but it's also a comeback story because he spends years upon years away from his family and builds a completely different life and then is finally brought back to his family and I just think that's so awesome and comeback stories are just that they are so awesome and they're so uplifting and you can't give up like you can't stop believing you can't stop having faith you can't stop working because if you do that comeback story is never going to happen or there's never going to be that hope you're not going to be able to believe that that's going to happen in Romans 8:28 I know I've said this I know I've said I've used this verse before but it is just so powerful Romans 8:28 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him God is going to work for you he's going to work in you if you if you love him and if you believe in him and if you have faith in him just like he did with job job went through everything he went through loss he went through pain he lived with sores on his body but he never stopped having faith and in the end he was rewarded we serve a comeback god a god of compassion of forgiveness of restoration he's not just going to forget about us He loves you no matter who you are or the mistakes that you've made. He is never, ever going to stop pursuing you. I spent two months messing around, doing whatever I wanted, being distracted, which we will talk about that, running. I was running. I turned away. I didn't necessarily turn away, but I I did. I turned away from my calling. And he never stopped. Zoe, come on. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be doing this. He sent people to me, to my face. When I didn't hear him myself, I heard other people telling me, hey, come on. Like, what are you doing? The comeback is always, always, always bigger than the setback. Always. It is so much greater. And with God, it is so much greater. 
you just have to believe and you have to have that faith. I read this and I thought it was awesome. Your setback isn't your curtain call. It's the setup before act two. What is your biggest setback? That's kind of what you have to think. Like, because you're always going to have, you're going to have a comeback story. It's just going to happen. I feel like everybody in life has some sort of comeback story. But you can kind of also acknowledge your setbacks. And then maybe you have smaller comebacks. Maybe your comebacks are just, I was sad, but I worked on it and then I got happy again. Or I was sad, I sought help. And now I'm feeling a little bit better. You don't have to be instantly happy again, but maybe you're starting to feel a little bit better. And so what is your biggest setback? I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I spent two months being distracted from the things that I should actually be doing. I should be reading my Bible. I should be praying. I should be keeping just like I go to basketball practice and just like I go to class, just like I'm practicing those skills, I should also be practicing my faith. And finally, I was doing a Bible study and I read this verse, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. And that was it for me. I was distracted. I was running. I was just not here. And I read that verse and I was like, holy cow. Then I also spent a lot of time reading the parable of the sower. And it's really, to me, when I read it, my interpretation of it, because I was so distracted, was like, this is about distractions. And when distractions arise, we are like the seed with no root. The parable of the sower is in Matthew 13. And Matthew 13, 5 through 6 says, Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Like I just said, when distractions distractions arise, we're like the seed with no root. We spring up quickly. We're filled with joy. We're so pumped up. Like, I remember being so pumped up about my podcast. I was so excited. I was telling everybody about it. I had people coming up to me saying, this is awesome. I love it so much. And then I just stopped because I was distracted. I was so excited. I was at a high. I was doing great. And then all of a sudden, I just wasn't anymore. And that's that's that sun. The sun scorched me because I hadn't I hadn't gotten these roots buried yet. We, I stopped nurturing my relationship with God because of those distractions. How do you fix that? I'm still asking myself that question, but I'm working on it. And I'm working on it every single day because I know that's what God wants from me. And I know now that that calling wasn't just a part-time thing. It's an everyday thing. It's so important to continue to chase down that following, to remain in your faith, to just keep, to just come back, 
to just keep your eyes on God and stay focused and stay persistent because that's what he is. He's focused and he is persistent with us. So why shouldn't we be focused and persistent with him? We should. I'm working every day to fix the distractions, to set time aside for me to spend time with God. And I encourage you to do it the same. I know it's hard. Work, school, basketball, drama, everything that's going on. There's so much going on. I'm sure some people have kids. It's just crazy. The life, the world is crazy. And the world, the world gives you distractions. But you just have to stay focused. And you have to stay persistent. And you just have to love God the way that he loves us. And you just have to keep having faith in him. And he will make straight your paths. He will. He's straightening mine out right now. Just keep, keep working and your comeback will be so much bigger than your setback. I promise. Thank you so, so much for being patient, first of all, but also for listening to this. It's so, so good to be back. I feel so good and I'm so excited about what's to come. And I promise that it's not going to take me two months to make another episode. But thank you. You guys are awesome. I'll talk to you later. Bye.